0: And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now as we talk weather for the week ahead, we welcome in our good friend Eric Stockgrass of Nutrient. Eric, great to catch up with you and uh, hope you had a good weekend. I know for some folks, uh, cold weather, dryness uh, still out there in many parts of the uh, country. So uh, it was uh, maybe necessarily a a quiet weekend, but still some uh, some weather events we're seeing.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the coldest air is anchored across the Canadian prairie, across the West United States, across the northern tier of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're not necessarily unhappy about that because if there's cold air, it means the Pacific is driving systems across the Western United States. We love to see that. That helps reduce the drought risk, packs the mountains up full of snow. I imagine for a lot of folks that love to ski, it's it's a good go of it. For me on an AG, I'm like put all the snow you can in there because all that stuff will eventually melt and get into the reservoirs. That's a good thing. But I was talking that with some folks up in Montana, they do not like having such a cold start to winter, and it's mainly because for the cow calf operations, you know, the guys that are the cattlemen up there, they've got to then provide early feed, and that's expensive. All that hay that you want to use throughout the entire winter you're using right now. Uh, you talk about drought. We still have about 80% of the country in some form of drought. And uh, we saw on Friday just the the true extent of it, right? We had this massive really? dust storm that ripped out of parts of of uh, Colorado on 80 to 90 mile an hour winds. And I saw some just incredible video of what that did coming across Kansas. I mean, the dust just rushing, rushing across there. Now, on the back side of that, I saw the most photogenic uh, snow squalls I've ever seen in, in Wyoming, just folks tweeting out pictures of it. Just incredible. And it rained in Arizona. I mean, just uh, uh, three inches of rain in some places around Phoenix. And it just sets us up for what's coming, which is a very volatile pattern. So mm-hmm. this could going be a week where a lot of us meteorologists are kind of just going to keep our heads on a swivel to see the newest things that are coming out.
0: hard to think dust storms in december and and cold weather obvious in december i know this week uh, looking ahead you mentioned watching the models i know a couple different fronts an old one over the the southeast tennessee valley might see some rain it looked like and then maybe a few rounds of snow and cold in the northern plains to start the week what are you kind of seeing as you take a look at some
1: of the model runs on on monday what are you seeing for the week ahead I'm seeing a lot of contrast, and the contrast is over the fact that over the southeast, we've anchored a bunch of of very warm air and a big ridge. We keep getting these big areas of high pressure coming down into Canada. So if you just sit right in between the two, that's where the front is. That stretches from the Red River Valley of the south over through the Tennessee Valley, Ohio Valley, button up against the Appalachian Mountains. So that whole area is going to have multiple chances over the next 10 days of getting precipitation. It's not in the western plains or the high plains. It's there. On the northern side of that, there are actually two systems currently being forecast that might even deliver some snow to Nebraska and Iowa, it would be Illinois. Uh, Uncertainty in that is very high, but there's systems that are rolling through there, and there's going to be plenty of cold air. But the big question is, when is that cold air actually going to just get fully let out and roll across the country? Because when we talked last week, it was, okay, maybe by the 11th, 12th, 13th, it's going to get here. We've now seen these trends to say, well, maybe you better push that toward the middle of the month because the features that are coming together to make that occur aren't perfectly lined up right now. So what I'm talking about, the big ridge over Greenland, the big troughs over the west and that southeast ridge. It is oftentimes like a just a fortress of mild air that just takes a lot to get out. And we don't seem to be able to push it out of here until we get fully into middle of next week that it starts to move across the country with some colder weather. That's going to set up an active east coast. So you notice here, I've probably listed off 15 different things I'm watching, and that's just the way it is. We're in the middle of a seasonal transition, and therefore don't expect the app on your phone to be right, and certainly don't expect us meteorologists to be able to pinpoint down what's going to happen over the next 10 days. It's exciting, but it's also at the same time very frustrating to watch this pattern evolve. Oh, and by the way, that same pattern is going to make Europe cold. That's the latest update we've got Mm -hmm. from Europe. I think we're going to see some really cold weather there. And I was amazed to see over the weekend so many videos emerging from the other end of all of this big La Nina, which is in Australia, just the amount of flooding and the number of tractors I've seen getting stuck as they're harvesting winter wheat. It's incredible. And we didn't even talk about South America yet. So yeah. Should we go gonna, there next? <laughs> I was
0: going to say, let's go to South America next, because that is the other big area that, uh, you know, we get into our winter months in the U.S. And we watch that South America growing season. I saw some good rains over Brazil over the weekend, but extreme heat, Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay this week. So catch us up on what you're seeing in South America.
1: Yeah, I think that the problem area is going to be those last three countries. So Paraguay, Uruguay and Argentina, we're going to have to wait until the weekend before we get rain in the form of even some scattered storms into Argentina, which is another week of dry weather. The temperatures are still about five to eight degrees Celsius above normal. So they're dealing with high evaporation rates and continued drought stress. Now, we did watch in November some drier conditions in western Mato Grosso and, 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 and uh, Rondonio, and then down toward Mato Grosso do Sol and even Parana. It wasn't dry enough that we were just like raising the alarm, but we said if the rains don't come back in December, then there could be an issue, and they're coming back. There's plenty of rain coming back into that area. I've heard some, weekends o- or some estimates over the weekend of that uh, first crop of soybeans easily getting over that 152 to maybe to 155 uh, million metric ton mark and i have no evidence to overturn that given the, the rain that's coming back into that area if there's problems it's in argentina
0: well and obviously you know we're watching argentina planting is behind and i know obviously the other side of this though is brazil has been generally good and it feels like that you know as we watch that the markets etc a lot of folks maybe not getting terribly worried yet about South America because Brazil is looking so good right now, Eric.
1: Yeah. And if there's going to be a problem in Brazil, I think it won't be until we're talking about a safrina crop and uncertainty and, and there's quite high. I'm excited. I do get new long range data from the European model tonight. So uh, for those that get my reports, uh, we're going to include that front and center tomorrow morning after I've had a chance to analyze it. So every Mm -hmm. fifth of the month, we get new long range European data. And that's just it's just another piece of uh, guidance going forward. Um, Eric, before I let you go, anything else you want to mention today? Gosh, uh, again, the polar vortex is still giving Mm -hmm. me problems. Uh, It's split. It's weak. It's disrupted. And the newest model forecasts want to plant the, the heart of it over central Canada. So anytime I see that, it just says, Eric, you better start talking about risk of there being cold. But uh, at this point, not yet fully seeing it manifest itself in the longer range forecast. So I'm just going to tell folks, watch out for it.
0: All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. We appreciate the time, as always. A look at the weather for the week ahead with Eric Stongras of Nutrien. Thanks so much, Eric. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: And again, that is weather analysis with Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien. Always appreciate him joining us here on the program to give us the rundown of what he is seeing with the weather forecast, not only across the U.S., but across the entire globe. South American weather, of course, going to be a big focus. We're watching Europe as well. Definitely uh, going to want to bundle up in some areas here across the U.S. as well this week. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host Jesse Allen wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.